you are welcome to resurrection service those who are not shouting is like they don't believe that Jesus is dead and Jesus is alive come on now come on come on come on come on So, in the first service, I, I was just sharing a few thoughts with them. I don't know if it will go in that direction here, but I was just sharing a few thoughts with them, you know, concerning the, the resurrection, what the scriptures say about it. Go to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. I remember the very first camp we had as a church. We were just about maybe 13 to 15 people. We had this camp at Atumota. And I taught on our convictions. And this scripture, we read over and over again. Let's go through it again. You don't understand what, what, what I'm talking about. From verse 1, he said, For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Most surely believed among us. Wow. And he says, even as they, okay, now I explained in the first service that he said, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. Now, Luke, writing this scripture, um, this book, was writing it to one guy called Theophilus. Now, Luke was not part of Jesus' disciples. Some people, when they are writing, who was Jesus' disciples? Matthew, Luke. Luke was not part of Jesus' disciples. Luke was actually a disciple of Paul. So, Luke was writing the account of Jesus Christ which was given to him by those who were eyewitnesses. So he says, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. Verse 3, he says, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, is that when they shared it with him, when they told him, he had perfect understanding, and by that he was able to communicate or write the book. Then he says, unto thee in other most excellent Theophilus. Verse 4, he says, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. He said, thou mightest know the certainty. You know, I'd like to ask you for a question. When you say, I'm a Christian, when you say, I belong to Christ, are you, are, do you belong to Christ because your parents are Christians or there is a certainty that you have? You know, you need to put your, your, your whole believing system you need to put it on a test. You need to put it on a scale, and you need to uh, try it. You see, it has to be tried. Now, there are many people, I don't know if it's like that here, but there are many people who are professing, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, that if some questions are posed to them, they will start shaking in their faith, because I've seen many of them. This week, I was going through my, my Facebook, and I saw a certain guy. The name looked familiar, and he was, you know, he brought out an argument, all right? Because he had read something somewhere where they were um, trying to debunk Christianity, and he had posted it now. This guy, I knew him nine years ago. Those times we were in church. He was in church with us. He was praying with us. Everything we were doing at the time, he was doing with us. But nine years later, I'm seeing this guy now, you know, spreading this whole thing of, you know, like, we need to be very careful. 
this religion thing, you know, you know those things. You know, be very careful because I've read something here, I've read something there, and all seems like has muffled up in his mind. But you see, like I told them the very first service, I said, these scriptures, all right, this book we call the Bible, hmm? don't joke with that book. Everything is inside you. All those things that you think are gaps that have not been filled, that uh, this is like that. So that's why I asked people, I said, so what is the certainty? He said, that you might know the certainty of those things when, when that has been instructed. So what are your convictions? What are your convictions based on? You see, when you say, I'm a Christian, can you, can, you, can you defend it? When questions are thrown at you, okay, how would you defend it? Okay, for example, the guy was able to show me through some Hebrew etymology that actually the study of the Old Testament, the worship is actually to the sun. So what we call God, that is a man or, 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 or a personality, he was able to show me, prove to me that actually it's the sun. So I looked at him and I said, he was, he was sorry, I said, I said, you're right. So he said, so then why are we worshiping God? I said, and then we're supposed to be worshiping the sun because from the way the thing is going, it's like all the, the religion of the time from Moses, it was directed toward the sun. Now he was able to break it down through the Hebrew etymology and he was actually correct. And I told him, I said, this is where you got it wrong. Because God is actually the Son. Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness. <laughs> Jesus is referred to, or God is referred to, the Son of Righteousness. So yes, when you broke down the etymology, we are supposed to come back to the Son. Because the Son there is not this Son. He's called the Son of Righteousness. And he says, and he arises with healing in his wings. The son of righteousness. When people call this scripture, people think son of righteousness, that's S-O-N. That's what referring to S-U-N. So I said, you, you, you thought you were right, but you're actually wrong. You're actually going to the same thing. So the son that the scripture is actually referring to is referring to God as the son and as the bringer of light. So question is, when you are put to the spot by some of these, Colossians chapter 2, let me show you. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. In these days that we have entered, you will hear a lot of philosophy. We've heard about common sense people, common sense <laughs> group. There was a young lady I know, I know. She, she had been to church a couple of times. So I saw her in a state where she had put it, she had posted, wow, common sense. Ah, I wish I had this guy earlier. And I said, I'm very disappointed that I've gone to school and you are following this person. Because everything is not done with common sense. You cannot build a house with common sense. The house will break on you and your common people. <laughs> Can you use common sense to do surgery? Some things require expertise. Some things are not common sense. So I'm very, I'm very disappointed that you went to school. Because receiving Christ doesn't, is not equal to becoming a dummy. <laughs> Our faith is based on something. It's not... He said, beware any man spoil, spoil you through philosophy. So in these days, you hear a lot of philosophy. I mean, if in Paul's days, those times, that there was a lot of believing gods, he's even saying that those times there were people who were coming with philosophy. Then imagine our day today, that everybody thinks he has sense. Everybody on his status has sense. <laughs> Every quotes, when life gives you lemon. 
make lemonade. If I give him lemon, I don't like it. I buy mango. <laughs> so everybody can have his own coat now. You understand? So now, if I write something and you don't agree, you also go and say, shade me. <laughs> this one doesn't agree. Say this one. Everybody is now an author. Everybody is a poet. Everybody is a motivational speaker. Ah, what a, what a life. So who leads? Everybody now starts leading himself. And that's the beginning of distraction. Yes. When everybody starts leading himself, say that, ah, lead me to do what I want to do. Everybody, I want, I want, I want. That is chaos. Imagine they, they say there are no laws in this country, no constitution. Everybody can do what he wants to do. <laughs> I know what I'll start first. <laughs> he said, beware any man spoil you with philosophy and vain deceit. They are, those people have deceitful ways. They can ask you certain questions. Hmm? They can ask you certain questions about your faith in Jesus Christ. Okay, let me throw this open. Anybody here who has had any question that shook your faith, I'll answer it for you. Any question? Correct. I like that. One time somebody said, churches, when you go there, they, they, the pastor talks. He doesn't allow anybody to ask him questions. Okay, I've done it today. They ask you questions, shook your faith. Correct. I like this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, thank you, sir, for the opportunity. There was a time ago, um, a guy and I were having a debate, and he was like, do you know that your God had a wife that they edited her name from the Bible? That's what? He had a wife what? God had a wife and they edited her name from the Bible. And he did what? Like those who wrote the Bible, they edited they her edited name out. edited the name of God's wife out from the Bible. But this one, I've answered it before, right? Is that? Not Lily. This one is God himself's wife. And God edited his name, the, the name of the... Now, the reason why I'm saying this one, I've answered it before, is because I've already answered it. Because I told you God and God himself is both man and woman, so he can't have wife. All right, just for the sake of those who are not here, let me just go through it. Is that okay? Ha! Huh. I've taught this thing, so... Okay, let me just use this so that I don't have to go through it. Do you understand the word El Shaddai? I explained this. I explained what El Shaddai... What's, what's the meaning of El Shaddai? Strong and breasted one, that's paternal and maternal. All existing in God as one. So when he made Adam, Adam was like that. That is why when he wanted to bring Eve out, he didn't have to create Eve. He had to bring Eve out of Adam because Adam was the two. So when God splits Eve from when God split Eve from, from um, Adam, the institution of marriage now makes it possible again for them to be one again. So he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains over from the Lord. He said, for this cause, a man shall leave his father's house, and they shall become one flesh, not one spirit, one flesh. Because he's talking about the body, one flesh. That means Adam was both. Now, immediately, people start thinking, ah, that means that did Adam have two genital organs? Don't think like that. It's not, that's not how they think. <laughs> you understand? It's not like that. That's not how they think. You see? That's not... <laughs> Because when, when the Bible refers to that, he's talking about the essence. Remember that he used, God used an, a rib. He didn't have to bring, you didn't see him pulling him out. You understand? You are thinking carnally now. He, has to, he brought out the rib, and the rib was all that he required to turn the woman into 
um, uh, to turn into a woman. So I told you, I said in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, he said, God created man in his own image. And I said, at that time, oh, looks like I have to go and do it. 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea. Okay, go to verse 27. So God created man in his own image. Then he reverses it and says, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So he created man in his own image. Then he says, now, over there, one thing you have, you have to check is the semicolon. The semicolon there means he's still talking about this statement. He's not making a different statement. Because he says, y'all went to school, right? You understand what semicolon is? That means what he's saying is connected to what has been said. So what he said about this, so God created man, not men. He said man in his own image. In the image of God. Now the reversal should teach you something. So God created man in his own image. Then in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So at, at the time, what he's saying is, so God created man in his own image. Then he says, so man was created in God's image. Now the image that I told you is, image doesn't mean same eyes, same nose. Because now all of us are sitting down, different nose shapes, sizes, you understand? So which one is God's original one? Uh, which means the image there is not referring to th- those features. Image there is talking about fabric. So Jesus Christ said, God is a spirit. That means that's the image of God. So in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, he's talking about the image of God as God being a spirit. So put this over here, which means what I am inferring is that when God created man, man was a spirit, both male and female. Now go to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Now, if God had already created man in Genesis chapter 1, verse, 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 six, uh, verse 26, why would he say, and God formed man out of the dust of the ground? He had already created him. So what's again? What's happening here? For you to know that there was a difference between what happened in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and what happened in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Over there it says, and the Lord God formed man. The, re- the, the, the Hebrew word formed here means yatsa, meaning to make clay like a potter will make clay. So, what he created in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 was the spirit of man. And in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, he now takes clay to put on the man. So the same image, correct, spirit, but for body, he had to make. So it says, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So the man was the essence, male and female created he then. Then, when God wanted and health meets, he put Adam into a deep sleep, brought out the woman from inside him, not from outside, from inside him, which shows that what he said in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 was correct. So, if that is the fabric of God, that means God did not require a wife. He was that two together. Now, we know God as a, as a father, right? We know God as a father. Isaiah 49. Let's look at verse 15. Now, this is God speaking. Over here, he doesn't refer to himself as a father. He says, can a woman forget her sucking child? That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Verse 16. Behold, I have graven thee in the palms of my hand. Now he was referring to Israel. At this time, he doesn't refer to himself as a father. He's now bringing his mother's side. So, it's rubbish. So, anyone who asks that question, that the question is not correct. That, you know God has a wife. Can he, can he give us evidence? No, oh, give me. I was also confused, so what I did was I searched Google. <laughs> you, you searched Google? Yes. Google is not God. I'm surprised when Christians... Hell, you will confuse yourself. From today, I'm telling you, Google is not God. Google is people like me and you who write things and put there. So more confused people have confused themselves there. 
I never go to Google for explanation to anything. What's the Holy Spirit doing? Teacher, I just explained this to you. Do you understand? Good one. Thank you, sir. Okay. There's another person. Go ahead. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Um, my great-grandmother. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Well, I mean, was a Catholic. And, um, I mean, growing up, we have in our house, the, there's a stool there. I mean, the chieftaincy is to over there as well. Now, what she always tells us is that you can serve your God, but black person, Bibini, our God is what actually we grew up from, from the house, like the Tigali and the ones that we worship. Now, the Western people, in the, is, they, they will say that I mean, in the Bible, they will never mention any other country apart from Israel. So that is their God. That's why it was working for them. If you want your own to also work for you, then you have to give the sacrifice in the house so that you also benefit. But you can't worship their God whilst your, your umbilical cord is under, yes, yes, there's two in the house. So it's shaky because... It's shaky, eh? Yes. Some of our, my uncles who decided to go the, the Christian way, it didn't actually end well. But when they were with the stool, like when an amotel for a penny is coming and they are enjoying and all of them, they were making, I mean, they were having a big time. But the moment they switched their mind, so everything changes. So at a point, me too, I was afraid that <laughs> I, I will not, I will not be able to enjoy like the family worth that is there if I change my religion and become a Christian. So it's, how can we still be in, in like, yeah, so that the family, because I think it's a case, if you live there, it might also follow you. Okay, good question. Good question. This is what I'll tell you. The Bible says that all other gods are not God at all. Remember that when Moses went to Pharaoh, all the plagues of Egypt, it was actually God against the gods of Egypt. It was not against Pharaoh. God was not against Pharaoh. It was against the gods of Egypt. Let me tell you this. This is the history the scriptures have given us of these gods and these families to God. Let me tell you something. All these Tigali and these things we are mentioning, and Twa and all those people, let me tell you something. Let's stop making it look as though those belong to Africa. It is not true. Because the gospel came to Ethiopia first. So, the gospel was in Africa. It was in Africa. So, for us to make it look as though the indigenous thing is the wickedness. Let me tell you this. If they say that, then we should also return back to human sacrifice. Because some of those gods required human sacrifice. Let's also return there. The killing of the twins. Are you aware some were killing twins? We have to go back to it because those gods require it. Do you understand? Now, what you are saying, you're, 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 I feel sorry for your uncles. No, no, in a, no, not in a bad way. I'm just saying, I just feel this compassion for them because they did not know. Because truly, when you come out of a place like that where they believe that thing, those kind of, most of those people, they will the family. Like, for example, um, your great grandmother can be 
part of something. Then he says, I want protection for my family. The fetish priest is not going to tell you that. If you want protection for your family, I'm just going to give it to you for, for, for free. You say, you want it for your family? Yes. This, this. They talk with you. Then they strike a contract with you, sometimes without you being aware. They strike a contract with you. That now takes the whole family, even the unborn generations, to be part of the contract. So the devil lays claim on everybody who comes there. So if anyone finds out anything about Jesus Christ, about the Holy Spirit, that person needs to understand what he is supposed to do because that person is going to rebel. And you are going to rebel, you must know how to rebel. I feel sorry for them because there's a way to rebel. There's a way to rebel and they should have known how to rebel. You see, being, people think bad things are not supposed to happen to good people. Bad things happen to good people. Because faith and faithfulness are not the same. You can be very faithful to God and suffer. Because when you're faithful to God, you go to heaven, they say, you good and faithful servant. You welcome me in heaven. You have suffered on earth, but come and join heaven. <laughs> For you to enjoy on earth only faith. You must know the laws. The Bible talks about lawful captives. Let me show you. Isaiah. Isaiah 49, verse 23. He said, and the king shall be thy nursing fathers, and, thy, and their queens thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth, and lick up the dust of thy feet, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. Verse 24. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty, or the lawful captive delivered? The thing I want you to understand is the lawful captive. What does it mean to be a lawful captive? You were not there when your mother went to see a certain fetish priest that he wants to do, he wants to have a child. You were not there. You, you are born into it. So you are a lawful captive. So the devil is actually, he is he's laying claim on you. The devil knows what he's doing. He's being very judicial about it. He's saying, this, you are now a lawful captive. As you just came. You know, people sometimes say, those things are not fair. That I, I was not there and they made the, the contract for me. You see, it looks like it's not fair. But then, you see, it, it works both the negative and the positive. Some people too are born to pastors and people who really serve God. And it passes on them to them as well. So in this life, nobody comes in this world not carrying anything from somewhere. Bible said we came to the world naked, not empty. It's naked we came. But empty party, no. Everybody brought something. You see, and it is, it's, you know, sometimes some of these things even need to just speak for themselves. If that is it, why are we able to cast out devils? If that's the superpower, why are we able to cast out devils? Remember the testimony I shared with you? I, I don't know if I shared it here. There was a guy who had, he went for something from a fetish priest. It was a ring. And one of our members hypnotized the member on campus, collected the person's car and the person's phone. And they called me. I called the guy. And when I called the guy, I saw three dwarfs. And I said, return the car by Friday or you are dead. He said, who am I now? I'm talking to him like that. <laughs> That's what he said. He asked me, the guy asked me, who am I that I'm talking to him like that? Then me, I, I stopped speaking to the guy, I started talking to the dwarves. I said, you people understand authority. If you, yeah, because truly, demons understand authority. The moment you start speaking authority, language of the uh, judicial system, they understand. It is the human being that is stubborn. Yeah, so I, 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 must, I said, you guys, please, release the girl's car. After I said it. You know, if you don't want to issue empty threats, you must know what to do after you threaten. 
Otherwise, you issue empty threats. After I threatened the guy, I said, release the car by Friday or you are a dead man. I know what I went to do. When I finished, Wednesday service, I preached again. I said, I have said it, that if he doesn't release the car by Wednesday, he's a dead man. He returned the car by Friday. So, the guy actually said with his mouth, when they took him to the police station, he said, through his life, he has hypnotized people. He has never, ever been caught. Never encountered a thing like this. Listen, listen, listen. You said, the, your, your, your uncle said when they were going through that thing, they were enjoy. You think the devil is stupid? You think the devil is stupid that he will, you will leave him and come back and he will let you suffer? No. He has to make you enjoy so that you stay. Not stupid. God has been here before all of us. He has experience. <laughs> Do you understand? As you have come to church, eh? as you have come to church, two things don't joke with. Since you don't want to go that road, two things you shouldn't joke with. Speaking in tongues and seed sowing. Because when you go to fetish priest, they don't look at your smile. <laughs> no, if it is fetish priest, we will understand when they say, do this, do this, do this. When we come to God, we want to do what we want. You come to the house of God, you have to learn that Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. When the Bible tells us all these spirits we are talking about, the Bible shows us where they are. You know, that, that's why the scriptures are very replete. It says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but it says, by against principalities. Usually those spirits are principalities. Spirits that, that um, head families. You know, because one particular family, there's a particular sickness. That's a principality. One particular uh, family, there's a particular problem. That's a principality. And they understand that this place is for me. Yeah, you can be born again. And someone asked me a question. He said, ah, but when you're born again, all things have passed away, so you have to just go. No, the devil is very smart. You are born again, or he'll behave like he doesn't know. Have you seen, have you seen someone who has stolen something from you and he's working confidently before? <laughs> we, we used to do it in St. Peter's. We, we used to steal white shirts. We were being, I never wash. <laughs> so when somebody washes his own and, and dry it, if you steal it like this, they will know you are a thief because it's all boys. So you go confidently. You know that your name is not on the shirt. Start whistling. Mm, 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 mm. You just be taking. So everybody will think you washed and put it there. Do you understand? So yes, yes. The moment you come into Christ, don't think because of that automatically it's going to start working. They need to know how to rebel. Because what they are doing is rebelling. Because the thing has been given to them. Now they say, okay, I want to follow Christ. Now because I want to follow Christ, I need to also know what to do. Because there are people like that. They came to follow Christ and from there it's sor- sorrow upon sorrow. I know a lady like that. Her mother was a, a queen. And before she used to, you know, they call it ornante. Yeah. She used to go, you know, when there's anything wrong, they go. They find out from there, you know, those kind of things. But then she gave her life to Christ. She gave her life to Christ. The two started fighting her. The two started fighting her. She was doing all night every Friday. As long as she kept praying, she was preserved. But at a point in time, she relaxed. And they showed her mafia. But you know, the problem with her was that the knowledge. You see, it's not about just praying. The knowledge. You come into a place of light. You understand? You come into a place of light. Come on. Do you think witches don't come to church? They should try me. I, I was telling them last time. I said, when we were at Best Westing. One day I was, yeah, I was, I was coming to um, service. I dropped from the Uber. I saw a dwarf on the tree. Ah, oh boy, what's going on here? <laughs> well, do you know what had happened? The owner of the dwarf was in church. He couldn't bring the dwarf to church. So he hung him on the tree. When he finished, he'll pick his thing and go back. <laughs> you see, if I, 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 I pray one day you will have an experience with, 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 with these uh, demonic things. Have experience. Uh, so me, I should have experience. You don't have. 
Oh, no, no. Sometimes you have to have experience. And mesmerize them. Bible says that there's no name given amongst men in the heart of a house. No name. No name. No name. No name. Ah, we have seen people that fetish priests have threatened. They come to me. I don't be brave. I said, go, you cannot die. You cannot die. And in the, in the realm of the spirit, two things that matter, laws and authority. When you don't know the laws, go to the one who has authority. So he speaks a word over your life. The devil knows that he cannot break the word. He knows. He knows. So you have to be very conscious that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Hey, those spirits you are, they are referring to, if you know the darkness, if you know the darkness that they carry, the darkness, look, take it away from all the arguments we are doing. When you experience the peace in Christ and the darkness of these things, you, you will make an informed decision. I'm telling you, I have experienced demons before. I've experienced the Holy Spirit before. I can tell the difference. Demons are very forceful. They try to, they are violent. I remember something happened. I was driving the person, you know, driving the person. And the demon wanted, didn't want the person to be saved from the man. But I was driving it. That day, if someone who was not spiritually strong drove the car, the guy would die. Because ask me, help <laughs> me. <laughs> I thought maybe me I was driving like, the demon was trying to force me to enter a gutter or hit something that I felt like that like you are driving listen all accidents if they tell you how it happened some of them never live to tell the story aside genuine road mistakes some of the drivers never live to tell the story the day before I got born again I was involved in an accident okay the accident didn't really happen but then when the driver was narrating it he, he said that while he was holding the steering we were on our lane all of a sudden, I say, Minty, 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 And that was the day before I got born again. Just the day before. I was on my way to the place that I got born again. So as I was sitting down, one old woman, she was sitting, it was a bus. She said, Jesus, Jesus, the old one had my leg. Jesus, Jesus. So I was wondering if I was the Jesus. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. The, the, the striking part was that I did not even remember to say God. You know people say that when I'm coming to die, I'll give my life to Christ. Don't, don't, I didn't remember it. Hold on. I did not remember to say God. Everything happened in a space. I did not even remember to say God. So when the woman said, Jesus, Jesus, that I also said, Jesus. <laughs> so later when something happened and the driver now entered the bush because we're coming face to face with a collision um, with an articulator. When he entered the, the bush, oh, Karamazi Baha'i, the guy put his head on the steering and he was crying. The driver, he said, I couldn't turn my hand. I couldn't turn my hand. So it was one guy who can speak in tongue who was now making noise. Because it was, it was, you see, don't go near these things, they can never be the way. Jesus offers us freedom with power. And authority gives us our free will, never forces anybody. Do you understand? Don't let them tell you that it's a white man's religion. It's not a white man's religion. I told you, I said it began from Israel, all right, and through the spreading of the message. Because God had already told Abraham, He said, Indeed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So it was still going to come around. What we thank God for is that we heard the gospel and we believed. We believed. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is power of God unto them that believe. It is the power of God.
unto them that believe. The gospel, what you are involved in today, is the best thing that could ever, ever happen to you in your life. Jesus, the Holy Ghost, perfect gentleman, leads and guides us. What are we looking for? What are we looking for? He leads and guides us. He helps us. You know, as your pastor, a lot of the time, I try to share the word of God with you to teach you the principles in this kingdom that also work. Because a lot of people neglect the principles. I've encountered demons. I've encountered fetish things. I've encountered all those things. I've encountered people who, you know, they, 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 they are next in line for the, the stool, the fetish stool to take. And sometimes they have episodes. I've encountered people like that. We say stop and they stop. They should come and take. Are you listening? And I'm, I'm not able to do those things because I'm, your past, I'm a pastor. No. I started, I started confronting demons. I started confronting demons as a brother. Yeah. Because this thing is not for pastors. Every Christian is supposed to be Lord in his domain. Have I answered you? So you know what to do. I've told you two things. If you have such an, you have an issue like that in your family, tongues, sit so in. Tongue, as you are, don't listen to anybody who tells you that must you give. Some people don't have your problem. Some people don't have your kind of problem. Ah, I know the family I came from. So I remember a certain time in my life, it's like giving and not receiving. Every time I'm having money, God said, give up. I'm having it, give up. But people are giving. I'll hear people say, I gave 10 CD, I received 1,000. Oh, but me, I'll give 100, nothing. I'll give nothing. And it was a certain time, God just kept collecting from me, collecting from me. I didn't know why. I didn't know why. And God doesn't have to tell you everything. You tell, do this, do that, do this, do that. Because God is trying to make you different from your family. Today, all the things that they're going through at a particular age, I never went through it. I didn't know that that was what God was doing for me. At the time, I'm having a phone. I remember my, my Motorola V3. And those times, Motorola V3, everybody's having this small Bluetooth, uh, a small phone that the screen is blue. Blue screen. And me, I had a V3. You know V3, they're one of the first colored phones. My friend. <laughs> I had a V3. As I, as I was telling them, the Holy Ghost said, give it. He said, the day I received the phone, I made sure I walked to my friend's houses. They also, so everybody knew that I had a V3. And none of them had it. So I knew that I'm on top here. Then I go to church, God said, give up. I wrestle with it in my mind. I said, it's not God. It's not God. <laughs> As I was saying, my heart was beating. It's not God, it's not God. It's not God. Then I saw my friend, Pastor Marvin. I saw him coming from behind. He has removed his sim. Went to show his phone. God caused me to see because there were too many. I shouldn't have seen him. Yeah, the people in church were too many. I shouldn't have. God caused me to see him. I saw him from, I was at the choir stand. So I saw him at the back removing his sim. I don't know why I saw him. As he kept coming forward. I want to drop it. So I had this mentality. <laughs> if someone is praying, I must pray. Because I don't want anybody to pass me. <laughs> If I'm in a house and this one stands to pray, I'll not say that something has fallen in him. Whatever has fallen in him, has fallen in me on me too. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, so when I saw him going to do it, I said, ah, maybe it was what God wants to give me that I am not being obedient to that he's going to give him. God, I'm sorry, I have, I have my phone is here. <laughs> As I gave the phone, when I went back home, insult. Insult. Maybe I also said, maybe I also said, we're a farmer. <laughs> you know, I kept giving and kept giving. The reason why I never forget that Motorola V3 because it meant a lot to me. Imagine that I'm still holding that V3 today. Don't you think something's wrong with me? Do you understand? Those things are past. Never hold on to material things. There's nothing I cannot give. There's nothing I cannot give. This is my last. There's nothing I cannot give. 
The last time I said this, God said, okay, oh boy, your car. And I gave it to him. Listen to all those rubbish. Some people are not fighting your fight. You know where you are coming from. You, are, you, don't, you don't write some, some things on your status. But you know where you are coming from. <laughs> but you know where you are coming from. You know where you are coming from. <laughs> the, 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 you say things. <laughs> they will eliminate you. So you don't write some rubbish on your status. You got it. Have I answered him? Is that okay? But there's no name, all right? There's no name. When you go into the scripture, they are described. They are all described there. They actually fall into the, um, some of them fall into the category of fallen angels. Because when the angels fell, all right, some of them went into the rocks, some into the rivers. That's why you have river God. I won't say they are not there, they are there. So they are river gods. They are actually demon spirits there that respond to it. And demons are all about rules and regulations and authorities. So they all understand laws. When you go to any fetish place, you have to just go in. You tell you, do this, do that, do this, do this, do that. Yes, that's how it is. And there are, there are fallen angels. There are also demons. Demons are different. Demons are disembodied spirits. The people who were in the world of Adam, the evil people who were in the world, of Adam, the, the world before Adam, whose bodies were taken away from them. So they are disembodied spirits. So they require human bodies to manifest. So you can see a demon has, is, they, they require a body because they are disembodied spirits. But they are also evil spirits. Evil spirits are minute. They are different. Another time we'll talk about them, I'll, I'll explain them in detail to you. They are all described in, in, in scripture. And they are nothing. They are no bodies. Fear them not. Just know how to rebel. Because you see, a lot of Christians, all they know is that I'm born again now. I'll go to church. I'll sit down. Be good to people. As I'm going to women. Ah. Hey. It's good, oh. Huh? It's good. Be nice. Be good. It's good, oh. After that, know how to also be lion. Korobo gajada. There are some prayers you... You can't have my case. There's a place you have to remove your shirts to vibrate the spirit. They are reserved in everything, including prayers. I tell you, some things. Hmm. So I'm antisocial. I don't know how to shout. There are times you have to shout. At times you also have to know how to cry. One day I was praying for a certain meeting. I pray, 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 pray. Ah, the prayer was not entering. <laughs> I entered my car. Oh, God, God. I prayed. I cried. I cried. I got the answer. You have to know how to navigate in the spirit. So, listen to this message on the podcast, Matters of the Spirit. I explain all spiritual matters there. It's on the podcast, Matters of the Spirit. I explain the world before Adam, right? I explain all those spiritual things. I explain demons. Hmm? I explain demons and I explain how to move in the Holy Ghost to have victory all the time. I have victory all the time. All the time. I'm always victorious. Yes. Glory to God. Next question. Go ahead. So, um... A friend of mine was asking how and why a God who loves us and wants the best for us allows us to stay here with the devil to worry us whilst he knows who the devil really is. Now, that question too is wrong because Christians think man was on earth, God was with the devil in heaven, then the devil made a mistake, then God threw the devil to man. That's wrong. The story is wrong. The story is wrong. At the time the devil was overthrown, there was no man on earth. There was no man on earth at the time. So, when God created this world, okay, Genesis chapter 1. To understand this, you have to understand the pre-Adamic world, all right? So, look at it. Pay attention. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2. And the earth was out from a void. Hold on. 
is it that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth? Then in verse 2, he said, The earth was out form and void, and that was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. One guy said, There was no world before Adam. You see, when you say those things, eh, you will just corner yourself into a place that you can't explain. Okay, since you said there was no world before Adam, where from this water? Explain the water. So, let's confuse it a little more. Go to Isaiah 45, verse 18. We're going to confuse it a little more. Is that for that said the Lord that created the heavens, God Himself that formed the earth and made it, He had established it, He created it not in vain. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, he's saying, and the earth will not form a void. He said he did not create the, the, the word, the word bed over there is the same word, tohu vabohu, which means he, he did not create it void. He did not create a void. God said, when Isaiah is saying, so Isaiah is doing what? He's filling in the gap between Isaiah, between Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. He's filling the gap there. Because it's not one, then two. Because prophets complement themselves. This one will prophesy this. But inside his prophecy, there will be gaps. Another prophet will come and prophesy. Then you now begin to fix the puzzle. So it says that God, when God created the world, he created it not in vain. That means he did not create it void. So where from the void in Genesis 1 verse 2? So go back to Genesis 1 verse 2. The earth was that form and void. And that was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Because God had used water to destroy the first world because of the evil that was in there. So because of that destruction, there was water. So Genesis chapter 1, that story is not a creation story, it's a recreation story. So God was now creating the world again. So when God created Adam, at that time, he had already made the... <laughs> Interesting. Do you think, wait, hold on, do you think that the devil is underground? I want to ask you a question. Because, because you see, that's what we think. We think that God threw the devil to us. No! Ephesians chapter 2. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespass and sins. Verse 2. Wherein in times past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The devil is not an underground. There are three heavens. There's the atmospheric heaven. Then there's a the second heavens. The second heavens is what we call the power of the air. That is where the demons operate from. That's what the devil and demons are. So God did not throw the devil to us. The devil was overthrown. When he was overthrown, the earth was down from a void. Then God now started making his world. To let you know, I, I explained this in the first service, to let you know that God, you know, when those who argue those things talk, they say, there's no sense. There's no sense in this thing because it's like a parent. Why would God know the way the devil is and throw him down? It's like a parent. You have a snake. A, a snake came to your room. You know the snake is bad. You now carry the snake and went to throw to your children. That's how they made the story look. But it's wrong. It's wrong. Even in normal common sense, I will debunk that. I'll come there. But when God made Adam, there was not a single mention that when Adam was taking care of all the things God had given, there was not a single mention that the devil came to attack him. Since we think the devil was powerful and could have attacked him, the devil never came to attack him because Adam was given the dominion over the earth. So the devil was around, but he was inconsequential. They didn't even mention him. He wasn't even mentioned. He was a small boy for Adam. Even the serpent, through which the devil came. Remember that Adam was the one who named all the animals. So he had seen the serpent before. So lion who comes at lion, that lion, from today, that's your name. Hippopotamus, from today, I'll give you a long name, Hippopotamoscope. This one comes, say, you look at your, your this one, your this thing, whiskers, tiger, come. Right. You are very small, dog, go. 
started giving them names. He was in charge. All the animals respected Adam until he gave his authority to the devil. So the devil authority that you see him exercising was Adam's authority. So the devil was not a... So that analogy of a parent has seen a snake and he knows the snake is bad and he has gone to throw the snake to his children. That analogy does not work because it cannot be common sense. There are many questions I can ask you if you ask, give me the analogy. There are many questions. One of the questions I can ask you is that, do you know if the children eat snake? Because the people eat snake. Yeah, you don't know if the children eat snake. So Mr. T.J. is standing here right now. I don't fear the devil. So that question is not, doesn't make any sense. What worried us is, you know, Sunday school helped us a lot, but they also injured us a lot. Sunday school. They injured us a lot because they taught us things. Like when they told us that when the devil came to deceive Eve, Adam had gone to the farm. Did they tell you that? Eh? They said Adam was in the farm. And while Adam was in the farm, they, they deceived. Go there. Go there. Adam, Adam was not in the farm. Huh. Give me verse 2. In fact, just take me to that verse. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took off the food thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. Adam was sitting close to her. When they gave, all the conversation, Adam heard everything. Everything he was telling the serpent, Adam heard it. Plus, he took it. He said, oh, it's really nice. Take it. So I said, ah, oh, that is it. So the Bible says, Eve was deceived. Adam was not. Adam knew what he was doing. Adam knew what he was doing. That's why Adam, see now, they are coming to fight now. That's why Adam, <laughs> that's why Adam, you see, was charged with disobedience. Eve could not be charged with disobedience. Adam was charged with disobedience. Why? Because he knew what he was doing. Yeah, that's the scripture. And Adam was not deceived. But the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Adam was not deceived. Adam knew. So all this while, they made us think that it was the woman who fault. All this while, they said, the woman went to bring, but you put it, why did you bring it? <laughs> eh? He said what? They should have traveled. After they collected the fruit. They said, go to maybe the hippopotamus or something. They gave it to Adam. I'm not, I'm not from Adam, though. Yeah, I'm from the second Adam. I'm an offspring of the second Adam. Do you understand? So, have I answered the question now? Have I answered it? So that question is not correct. Yeah. When they, those who ask those questions, they don't read their Bible. It's hearsays. <laughs> it's hearsays. Here They've heard that. They said man was on earth. You know the scripture they used to confuse that? Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, the devil is falling. That scripture is not, a, is, that scripture is not there. That scripture is yet to happen. That scripture, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, that scripture is yet to happen. The prophetic scripture is yet to happen. That's talking about the tribulation. That's talking about, because Jesus Christ said, Jesus Christ said, I beheld Satan fall down as lightning. He said, therefore, I give you power to tread over serpents and scorpions. That's what Jesus gave us. He gave us power. To tread over serpents and scorpions. He said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. And I said, so what is there? The de- God knows the devil is bad and he gave it to you. Yeah, they don't read their Bible. We have power. Someone say power. 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 Raw power. power. I remember casting out the devil from a dear young... The devil was not from here. But there was something going on in their family. And the de- that demon had been disturbing the family. And it was this same thing of lawful captive. As I began to cast out the devil... The devil said, no, you are cheating me, you are cheating me. They belong to me, you are cheating me. I said, I'll cheat you. <laughs> I'm here to cheat you. You need to understand your authority in Christ. Let me recommend a message for you to watch on your authority in Christ. The wonderful name of Jesus by Pastor Chris. When was it? When was that message? The wonderful name of Jesus. Has that question been answered?
All right, next, next one. I have some um, doubts on the account of Genesis. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if it's literal or it is coded message, but if it's literal, I really have some doubt because Moses um, wrote that when God was punishing Adam, Eve, and the serpent, he said the serpent's favorite food would be the dust of the earth. And as a biology student, I know snakes do not eat sand. You said? I know snakes do not eat sand. So that statement is very skeptical for me. That's, that's a prophetic statement. That statement is a prophetic statement, not a biological statement. Let me explain. Let me explain. Like, for example, when, when, the, 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 uh, when God told the, the serpent that he, he would put enmity between the serpent and the woman, all right? He said, the woman will bruise the head of the serpent, the serpent shall bruise his heel. Snake can bite you whether it is your heel or not. Do you understand? Can a snake bite another part of your body? I want to ask a question. Who has seen snake before? Uh, can it bite aside the heel? Can it bite any other thing? Yes. So it's not talking about the serpent only bite the heel. So you have to understand it's a prophetic statement. What's he referring to? What he's referring to over there is what, what does the heel mean? The heel means I am not looking and you got me. So the devil will always use deception. Then he said the seed of the woman will bruise the head. That means it is when the woman has a seed. Because the man is supposed to have seed. Woman is not supposed to have seed. Because science, basic science, the man gives the life, the woman gives the body. Correct? So the woman is not supposed to have seed. So the prophetic statement that the woman will give birth to a child, not by the agency of a man. And that was Messiah. So Messiah will bruise the head of the serpent, the serpent will bruise the heel. That means the serpent will forever use deception. The son of man will come and kill his authority. You understand? Now, that was the reason why when Jesus was with disciples, before he died, he washed their feet. He cleared them of deception. So, it was prophetic statements. God was prophesying the, the matters that will unfold. Are you listening now? He was telling them the matters that will unfold. Now, I said, all these things are filled in by other prophets. So the account of Genesis, it was, the issue with Genesis is, other prophets, um, they, they were inspired by the Spirit to write, and most of them wrote it like poems, like Isaiah, like David. But Moses' own was different. His own was clearly prophetism. Prophetism means, I heard and I wrote. So sometimes what he wrote, he did not understand, but it was clearly prophetism. As he heard, he wrote. Because he was not there at the account of Genesis. So God had to give it to him via prophetism, and he wrote it. You understand? Yes, so the serpent was not going to eat dust. It was a prophetic statement. Answered? Yes, last question. Okay. Um, Have I answered him? All right, go ahead. The Bible says uh, the flood of, of Noah cleared all the giants, and it was left with eight people. No, some giants came after. Genesis chapter 6. <laughs> let's, go, let's, let's go from 4. Good. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that. Simple. Answered. David took out the last set. That was why David's victory against Goliath was a, big, it was a great one. Because he said Goliath and his brothers. So David picked five stones because Goliath and had four brothers. So he was ready to come for all of them. <laughs> one of Goliath's brothers was called Lamy. He was the, one, the last person to die. Simple. Thank you. Next one. Go ahead. Um, sir, my question is... Go ahead. With all these racial wars going on, um, 
I was on Twitter the last time, and someone proved no, no, to me ahead. that someone, someone proved, proved to, you to that. me that Jesus Christ is black. I don't know anything about that. He said Jesus Christ is black, but also I want to know where from this whole like this whole different races because I I don't see anywhere in the Bible that Adam and Eve they were white or they were this or and I don't even see where the Asians and where 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 came from. So wait, I don't I don't even understand. So do you know what is called natural selection? Let's go to science. You know natural selection. Who understands natural selection? Who understands natural selection? You understand natural selection? Henry, tell me what natural selection is. Then you also tell me how melanin is, how melanin comes on people's skin. Yeah. You know that one too? Why, why melanin? Yeah, that's what I mean. Why melanin comes? Okay, go ahead. So, for... Wait, hold on. When you are all born, what's your color? Your white. Pink. Pink. Good. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, for natural selection, it's basically, it's a theory or a concept where um, organisms adapt Good. to, or they develop adaptive mechanisms based on the environment they are in. Correct. So what happens with natural selection is, right now you're in Africa, so Good. that's one of the reasons why almost everybody here is dark, Correct. because of the, the sun. Good. So Correct. the melanin um, protects your skin from the rays. Correct. But if you move to another environment, mm -hmm. over time, your descendants will adapt Correct. and change their biological status to match the environment. Now, what he just said, what he just said, go to Songs of Solomon. Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 6. Look not upon me because I am black, because the sun had looked upon me. Let me tell you something. Color doesn't matter to God. All these things are natural, physical, carnal things. That when they argue that Jesus was black, what does it concern me? What does it concern me? No, no, what does it concern me? He can be green. He's the savior of my life. Do you understand? So, you don't look at someone who is dark. And the Bible says that no we no man after the flesh. No we no man after. Is that? I like to give you scriptures. That's, that's the thing. Huh. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. 2 Corinthians. He said, Wherefore henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. That means we don't know Jesus Christ after the flesh again. His color, inconsequential. Where he's coming from, we don't know him by that. His height, we don't care. Pink lips, we don't know. Six packs, know we no man after the flesh. So all those who have been, who have been terrorizing people to get six packs, know we no man after the flesh. Listen, those, those questions, those particular ones, when you see those ones on, on Twitter, don't mind them. The Bible says avoid foolish questions. Those, that, that's an example of a foolish question. All right? Avoid those ones. They are not, they're not going to school well. Right? You know, I, I don't see the argument. Man, Jesus died to save me. What do I care about his color? I pray against my ancestors. What does the black got to do with me? You know, in our quest to fight racism, we become more racist. We become more racist. So once we are pushing that Jesus Christ is black, how do we want the whites to now feel? They brought the story. They, you want them to make it black? Even if it is black, they brought the story. They have to whiten it. <laughs> if, if you like, you to bring your own. It doesn't mean anything. If the Indians rather, they will make him Indian. I'd be surprised. Do you understand? So whether, for me, I have not even bothered to go into, I know if I go to the scriptures very well, I will see, I will find the color. Definitely. I know the hair color, but I don't know the pigments. I don't know that one. I know the hair color. It's in the Bible. It's in the, it's the Bible. 
John saw him, so John described. But for his face, he said, it's light he saw. So let's leave it like that. He saw, he saw light coming out from his face. So let's leave it like that. The hair, he said he saw. He saw his sandals. He saw his clothes. I, I like those things. Let's stick with that. At least it's enough for our salvation. Eh? It's enough, enough for the rapture. When we go to heaven, we say, Jesus, Jesus, sir. Can we see the real color, sir? <laughs> All this argument will end. But over here, it is not even important. Your question. Have I answered him? Yeah. Yeah, so we're having a conversation about the whole, like, George Floyd thing. And then there was somebody in the group who, like, brought this scripture about their slave stuff. It says, slaves, be obedient to your human masters with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart as to Christ. And the person was, like, basically using that to say black people should not be Christian because God is telling us we are meant to be below our slave masters. Hold on. Hold on. Slavery didn't start with blacks. Remember, Israelites were slaves in Egypt. So Africans enslave people first. <laughs> Let me tell you. It is true that during slave trade, the whites used to use this scripture. When you go to Cape Coast Castle, they'll tell you they used to use this scripture to keep their slave people subordinate. But it was not even referring to that slave trade. Okay? Back in those days, trading slaves was business and it was legal business. I want you to understand. Like, for example, there are businesses that are being done today that tomorrow they will say it's illegal. I just say, recently Bitcoin was banned in Nigeria. How is it illegal? Do you understand? But that's how things are. After a while, people begin to find things out. Even football, there were things that were offside. Now today it's not offside. Am I right? Those who watch football, you know. So, so, are you getting it? Those times, it was legal business. Today, it is illegal because what people don't know is that it was the missionaries who came to Africa who started writing against slave trade. We make it look as though the white came to enslave us and we fought for independence. No, they started writing. So it became a whole thing over there. So it took a while for it to go through a lot of writing process. And it was the missionaries who assisted us to gain independence. So there was a difference between the missionaries coming and the slave masters coming. The slave masters is like someone using fire to torture people. It doesn't mean fire is bad. So they used the Bible. They twisted it. Like people still twist today. Do you understand? People still twist today. So they twisted the scripture to favor what they wanted to do at the time. So at that time, slave masters, there were slaves who were, who were bought. Now, that is the same concept of salvation, if you don't actually know. It is still the same slave master concept. The devil is a master over everybody who is not born again. He said death reigned by one. So the devil makes everybody who is under him a slave. Then Jesus comes to buy the slaves and set them free. So in those days, it used to happen. Someone would say, ah, this your slave is too handsome. It's too beautiful. Ah, he cannot be a slave. So he buys a slave from you and sets the slave free. Then that slave of himself will say, ah, because you have done this thing for me, I want to be under you. That was, that was the whole concept. And it used to exist in those days. And one time I explained to you that those things have not really left. They are very subtle. They are very subtle now, but they have not really left. It's like there are some people who are employed in certain companies. They are literally, they've literally, their life is there. There's nothing they can do again. They are, they, they are there. Do you understand? Yeah, so I wanted to ask, so in that situation, let's say somebody brings that to me. What do I show them to like prove that their slavery thing is not about us being below white people like because their whole argument was that this verse basically tells us that we're not meant At to At the time this verse was written, okay, you, I have to give you, which scripture is that? Which book? It's Ephesians. Ephesians. Yeah. Ephesians was the last but one book to be written. So that makes it about maybe 150 B, BC. 
No, it's about 150 BC. At that time, no missionary has stepped in Africa. Nothing has happened. So that's what I was not written to them. Even though it was used by slave masters to terrorize the slaves at the time. Now, let me tell you something about slave trade too. The slave trade would never be possible if the African people didn't sell themselves out. Because the chiefs sold their enemies. Don't think they sold their children. They sold their enemies. So they were also fighting and making people slaves. I don't even understand why we make this thing a, a big deal. The Africans were even fighting among themselves and making their own selves slaves. So when they catch people from Ashanti goes to fight Kweu, make Kweu people slaves, when the whites come, they sell the Kweu people to them. That's what was happening. Do you understand? We were already slaving ourselves. Before, because those times, they used to trade in humans. They see this one, he has a lot of chest, he has a lot of body. This one, he can really, really do a lot of work. You understand? Yes, then they will buy him. They will buy him. And they put price on it. When they see that this one, like the same way of goat, goat is big, then they put the bigger. So they see this one, ah, if they, if they take me, they won't get any money. I'm telling you, if they take me, come here, I can't do anything for them. Well, they look at me and say, I beg. They look for people like Brown, they'll pay a lot of money for Brown. <laughs> you understand? That was the whole concept of slave trade. So don't let people use those things to make God look bad because that is not the case. Now, why was Paul saying they should um, be um, obedient to uh, their masters? Because at that time, the master has bought them. And it's just like today, I have applied to a job and I'm there. So, like, I should be obedient to my boss. Okay? But after a while, slave trade was abolished. Okay? This is not a scripture to endorse slave trade. What he was telling them is that, for example, you are working with somebody. You must listen to the person. Be obedient to the person. At that time, it was legal business. So Paul made a comment on that. Last question. Um, sir, during one of your explanations uh, on one of the questions they asked, you said the Satan was overthrown. Yes. And that got me thinking. Does it mean that Satan was in power then and God overthrew him? Okay, he was not in power. God did not overthrow him, but God gave him authority over many things. Okay? Now, when you go into the angelic realm, just like in the demonic realm, angelic realm to their ranks. All right? They are, let me show you the ranks, the angelic ranks quickly. There are angels called thrones. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. Look at it. He says, look at it. He said, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be, over there he's talking about angels, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Now, principalities or powers there is not referring to demons. They are also ranking angels. So they are thrones, they are dominions, so they are actually in ranks. So the rank, the rank of Lucifer, time will not permit me to go into deep into that. The, the, the rank of Lucifer, who was also called Helel, at the time, was the son of the morning, all right? The, his rank was very, very, you know, um, it was a big rank. He was also a cherub. He was called the anointed cherub that covered God gave him what we call the memshak. He was the anointed cherub. God gave him what we call him. So he had influence. So God overthrew him from the heavens because God had given him a place to be. So it's like, I set up a company. I picked somebody to be my managing director. Then a person is going to destroy the company. I sack him. So he was sacked. Now, question is, why didn't God kill Satan? Because you don't kill a spirit. A spirit will not be killed. God has told us that his time has not yet come. God has set time for him. So his time has not yet come. So after this world, you know, that he will be thrown into the bottomless pit. You can go to the book of Revelations and all those things are over there. So God will deal with him. But he has, he has, they are, do you know there are devils and demons now, 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 as we speak, that they are in chains? 
There are demons in chains in the abyss right now. For the devil, he's working with a time frame and his time is almost through. That's why he has seen it. He's shaking, shaking, right? He's doing a lot of things. Pandemic, epidemic, pandemic, pandemic. So, right, he's shaking, he's shaking. Do you understand? Yeah, answered you. Thank you, sir. The devil does not die. How will the devil die? Spirits don't die. How will the spirit die? You are saying, why, why are you afraid of him? No, 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 no. He, he, he will be changed. He will be changed. But die, they don't die. Spirits don't die. Till today, the fallen angels are still there. Okay? I think it's been a very insightful service. All right? So, we are going to make our faith stronger and stronger in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we have the knowledge to support it. Do you understand? Yes. He said that thou mightest know the certainty of those things in which you have been instructed. Lift your hand and thank the Lord.